Welcome to the Going Rogue Podcast, where we share the experiences of students and healthcare professionals, shedding light on mind, body, and spirit wellness mentality. Now, your host of the Going Rogue Podcast, Monica Nazampur, Carlos Arula, and Nadia Shalwani. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning back in. Clearly, you liked our first episode to come back, so we hope to (laughs) impress you today as well. So today, we're going to be introducing um, one of our team team members on Going Rogue, Dr. Monica Nazimpour. And next week or next episode, it's going to be me, and then we're going to introduce Carlos as well. So we're going to start with Monica, and what we wanted to do today was basically kind of get in her head and her background of why, I mean, not just why, but how she went rogue, okay? So we have a few questions we're gonna be asking and kind of get a good raw conversation going about your background that could help others. So, you know, some of the lessons that you learned, things that you could have done differently, whatnot, going based off these questions. Sound good? Cool. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, so you know what? We're gonna just go ahead and ask you and just start with what, how did you go rogue in your experience of, you know, being in med school or pharmacy school? Um, that's a really good question. And so basically, just to reintroduce myself, my name is Monica Nazimpour, and I am a pharmacist. And basically, I would like to say the catalyst for me for going rogue or just basically taking control was... Mm-hmm. I've gone rogue multiple times in my professional journey, even in my academic journey. And I like to just emphasize that, you know, what I had to do to get to where I need to be is just follow like my gut and basically go off of what I felt was right for myself. So me getting into pharmacy school actually wasn't a very easy task. I didn't really, I don't, I didn't really care about the books, but I felt like my personality, me connecting with people more was what I really shined at versus studying like X amount of hours and, you know, staying in the library for 12 hours a day and thinking I accomplished something when I really didn't. Um, So I actually argued my way into pharmacy school. (laughs) So I went in for an interview and then the dean called me basically stating, you know, hey, like, unfortunately, you didn't make it. You know, yeah, (laughs) that was fun. No, really, how'd that feel? I don't, at that point, I was like, fuck. I was like, really? Mm. Like, come on now. Like, so I asked, of course, I asked follow up questions like, what did I do wrong? Like, what can I do better? You know, for next time I apply, he basically just told me, you know, your grades weren't high enough, your GPA wasn't good enough, your PCAT, which is basically like the entrance exam for pharmacy school, um, wasn't high enough for our expectations. So that's basically why. And I said, okay, well, those don't really, I was like, I understand that's part of your criteria, but for me, I feel like those aren't a match for what I can do and bring to the school. AKA, you didn't want to take a no. Well, yeah, I I never take a no. Did you ever second guess, like, I don't know if I want to do this or thought of something else, or were you like, no, this is exactly what I'm going to do? So that's that's actually a really good question. I feel like it was always like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is it. Sorry, not sorry. That's probably why you didn't take a no. Well, "Mm -mm." I didn't take a no. So the guy asked me, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you don't get accepted? I said, I've got a lot of other avenues I can explore. And I was like, but I'm going to tell you what, right now, 
I just because I didn't, you know, I didn't get a good PCAT score, my GPA was in a 4.0, doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a good pharmacist. I was like, even though I didn't get in this year, I can get in next year somewhere. So I ended the conversation with that. And then literally two days later, they called me telling me they accepted my uh, enrollment. Can you tell me how that felt? It was actually really cool. I was out shopping. (laughs) I don't know, retail therapy. (laughs) And I got, I recognized the number. It was a Tennessee number. And the admissions coordinator called me saying, okay, well, you're accepted. Uh, Orientation's in 10 days. So come on in. So packed everything up and headed down that way. But... So that's kind of basically how that happened to me getting into pharmacy school. And then while I was in pharmacy school, you know, that was super fun, you know, meeting new people. Like you said earlier, you said one of the biggest things for you was meeting people, getting to know them versus just being in classrooms, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can ask you, who were the top three people that inspired you the most from the people that you've met throughout your years? Oh, man. Who are they and why did they inspire you? This answer is going to be super boring (laughs) because uh, I'm going to, the three people are my parent, like my dad, my mom, and this is going to sound very selfish, but me. That's not selfish. I feel like it is. That's (laughs) self-awareness. Hashtag Um, (laughs) self-awareness. I feel like I, I actually have to inspire myself on a daily basis because if I don't, then and I, I'm not saying nobody will, but I feel like no one does to the level that I'm exceed, like expecting. So, you know, every day if I have like a struggle, or even if I have some sort of triumph, you know, I have to keep motivating myself on a daily basis to get to where I want to go. Or if, you know, if I'm having like a lazy day, I have to be okay with that. Right. You know, I think that's awesome that you said that you are your own inspiration. I mean, think about it. There's so many people out there that can inspire you, right? Yeah. People will inspire you. People will motivate you. However, the execution of it all, it all comes from within. Yeah. So you, if you're your own inspiration, that's exactly why you got to where you were you know yeah yeah I mean you know I always feel weird saying that because I don't really like talking about myself (laughs) I'm actually really surprised you said that to be honest and but I think it's 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 beautiful to hear because thank you now I now I can see I know why you got here (laughs) yeah you're smart but now I see like what your determination was based off of just you Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's easier to follow other people's words it's harder to look within yourself but when you do it's easier to actually flow through life you know yeah so that's amazing um well what kind of issues did you personally face during pharmacy school oh man um because right after you got kind of rejected from school (laughs) and you got in what's your next what was your next struggle (laughs) (laughs) what was your next struggle bus oh man struggle busing so obviously there was just like the typical studying examinations and things like that you know like dealing with different personalities you're away from home you know you're in a different state a different city you're not familiar with anything and I was basically there by myself in a sense you know I don't had I didn't have any family there I didn't have like any sort of you know close personnel to rely on except for the people that I made friends with and trusted supposedly so you know um, my true struggle was you know during my second year I experienced um, so my mom she had like a 
a disease, uh, basically an autoimmune disease, and it affected like her kidneys and all like her major organ systems. So during my second year, she actually declined. And then it was like right before finals of my second year is when she passed away. So I basically had to stop everything I was doing, go back to Dallas, deal with like the morning and things like that. But not only Dallas, I had to go to Iran. So I had to travel to Iran in the middle of my finals of, what was it, like a second quarter? I don't remember. But that right there kind of freaked me out because not only was I dealing with like all that, I had to figure out how the hell am I going to get back into school? How am I going to pass my exams if they're going to let me pass my exams? And how can I try to stay within my graduating class? Because I really didn't want to be pushed back a year. Because you, like, you get comfortable with your schoolmates, you get comfortable with your class, you've already developed you know, a relationship with people, and you're already on the road to like your goal. So on top of <laughs> the morning and being away out of the country for like two, uh, what was it, weeks, I actually emailed the dean. He like was with me at the time I heard the news. So I emailed him stating, hey, you know, I'm coming back. I'm going to be back for Christmas break can I take my finals? And we had kind of exchanged a couple emails back and forth. And he basically was like, you know, honestly, you might as well should just like wait to graduate with the 2017 class. And I was like, no. <laughs> can you tell me why? Because no. That, why? Because like, I'm already on the, I'm already on my way there. Like, mm -hmm. I really don't want to wait another freaking like quarter because like, it's such a rigorous program. Did you have to retake the classes though? No. So that's what was awesome was because they, I think they felt really bad for me. So, which was, but I felt. just passed. So. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I wasn't using that as like the guilt trip card, but. Yeah, but it's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a reason to. Well, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, you know how I am. So I kind of was just telling like, look guys, like I'll do whatever it takes. Like I'll even study during the break. Like I'll study during the break. I'll take the finals like during the Christmas break <coughs> if the teachers will allow it and I can move forward. Luckily, like they agreed to that and um, they allowed me to take all my finals within like a week. So I came back. Um, How did that go? Oh God! What? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, that's pretty intense, man. Yeah. How many finals in one week? What was that? Like five or six? What the? Fuck? And these were like pretty intense classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Damn. Like pathology. And you passed all of them? Yeah. The same person that got rejected. Exactly. That's wonderful. The same person whose PCAT score was like below percentile. Boom. Dude, I took the PCAT like five times. Yeah. yeah. I did too. Yeah. It was the same result. Yeah. <laughs> I got the same exact result. Why do y'all think it took y'all so many tries for this exam? Because standardized testing is not made for the human mind. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible test taker, at least for yeah. standardized tests. Isn't that crazy? And, and y'all are the same people there. Like, Look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> well, I feel, and I'm just going off on a tangent, but I do feel like standardized testing does promote mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like a lot of people who aren't, who don't do well with test taking are more creative than they think. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, like with these institutions or, you know, schools, they use those numbers to create more business. So education mm -hmm. is literally mm -hmm. a business. Mm -hmm. Do you also think it kind of, 
kind of closes you into this box of what they want you to learn. learn. Exactly, and and yeah. then your brain is wanting to learn so much more, and there's so much more space and capacity to um, see different. I mean, not every pharmacist can be the same. I think that's, and that's you know, a really good point you're making because the curriculum that they teach you, and every school is different. Yeah, but the main curriculum they teach you, mm-hmm. I personally feel like doesn't prepare a student for the for their future in the pharmacy field. Yeah, unless they are going clinical, more like residency, more academia. I feel like. And I can expect I can explain on my own personal experiences from a student transitioning to a pharmacist that I struggled a lot with trying to figure out, well, this is what I learned in school. Why isn't this applicable in the real, quote unquote, real world Mm -hmm. pharmacy life? Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep learning and you have to actually ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of students that I dealt with or (laughs) even myself, I was scared to ask questions to like my supervisor or my, you know, or the pharmacy manager, because I was worried that they were going to look down on me or think that I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But I did it anyways. (laughs) I was going to just kind of jump in or piggyback off of that. We did have um, some feedback from one of our listeners. (gasps) Shout out Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Marie. (laughs) She she pretty much asked what you were kind of explaining there. Um, but do you think that coming out of school, you're expected to know, especially if you're going to be working in retail, like kind of, I guess, expand on that going? A hundred percent. I feel that um, as and I actually spoke to one of the students who volunteered at your pharmacy. I forgot mm-hmm. his name. Really nice guy. Um, he even asked me, he's like, I don't have any prior <laughs> pharmacy experience. What should I do? Mm-hmm. And um, I I feel like for students who don't have prior pharmacy experience or they don't get into residency, which is a normal thing, residency is a very rigorous program. Um, From them to transition from student to pharmacist, they have to ask questions. They have to branch themselves out. Even those who are introverts, and I understand a lot of people in our field are very introverted personalities. They don't like talking to people confrontation scares them which is completely understandable do you think it's the school that's kind of making it that way because shouldn't they open up um yeah a door to ask questions so they do teach pharmacy students how to ask clinical questions basically Mm -hmm. like consultation but so not not clinically but like you know how you said a lot of your growth came from meeting and talking to people Mm -hmm. is that something that they um expand on they do they have societies they have Mm -hmm. you know organizations you just have to actually do it you actually have to Mm -hmm. be involved yeah just a button i think it's actually more so like the day-to-day so Mm -hmm. like you know all the knowledge you know the questions to ask but now you have to implement five calls on the line Mm -hmm. somebody you know really aggravated in the front Mm -hmm. and like you know just things like that and how to troubleshoot problems yeah i have a question and i just thought of this (laughs) so remember when i told y'all i was certified as a farm tech Oh, yeah. But I didn't have to do anything. Like, I read a booklet, and I passed a test, and that's it. Like, I had no idea why I was doing it. I had no passion in it. I just wanted to do it and make extra cash. Why is it so easy to get? It's actually the opposite. What do you mean? For now, for pharmacy techs. Uh, Oh, has it changed? It's completely different now. Okay. I've worked with, and Carlos can jump in whenever, but, like, Technicians nowadays, they are expected <coughs> to know 
if not just as much, if not a bit more than pharmacists, but they don't have the the doctorate or the degree. They have the certification. Yeah, the tech world is expanding a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, we're still going to have our jobs as pharmacists, but they're going to be doing a lot more as far as the medication therapy management and handling those kind of details. Is it because y'all have a hand in the entire, like, Pro, like process is this why pharmacists are so busy all the time it's because they have to take care of everything yeah multitasking although multitasking could be dangerous yeah um, yeah you have to do yeah. it yeah like, yeah it's just the whole multi we necessary. were talking about where they're so busy they can't really have conversations about what medication this person is about to take right like it's yeah. tough out there in the streets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to make it man yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout but, out to yeah. all the retail pharmacists out there. Yeah, man. Shout out. So <laughs> I wanted to ask a juicy question. Oh, yikes. Juicy, juicy. <laughs> so I think what was super juicy was what he told me that you got rejected at first, right? <laughs> so my next question was actually what uh, what's something that you failed at? So not that. <laughs> I want to know oh, what you trust failed. Trust me. There's uh, many more failures. Yeah, <laughs> I actually want to hear a failure uh, from a, a job experience. Well, that's great. I got a whole list for you. No, but like, so my, <laughs> I had to think about it. But so at my previous position when I was a director, so that was a whole stumble. Like I remember. Yeah, girl. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, I did have some small triumphs, mm-hmm. but I had some major failures that I felt like I didn't like calling them failures. I like to call them learning opportunities. I love that. Because I didn't really think it was fair for me as somebody who was thrown into a leadership role. Well, <laughs> I, I accepted it, so it's my fault. But, I, <laughs> but who, was, who was put into a leadership yeah. role and expected to know how to do this, know how to do that. I can't tell you how many times that I personally felt like I failed my staff, my department. Can you tell us one like specific? I can't look. So one specific comes to mind is, um, so some hospitals, they really rely on, you know, making sure their medication error numbers are are not as high as others. So with that being said, um, there's a huge rift in the, and I'm sure some hospitalists can agree to this, nurses or whatnot. Um, There's a big rift between pharmacy and nurses. It's like some freaking rivalry. I don't really know what it is, but um, apparently at the time, everybody was liking to put a lot of blame on pharmacy because I allowed it. I was trying to kind of, you know, be a- So that's not really teamwork. (laughs) No, no, it's not, you're correct. And whenever I try to call everyone out about Mm -hmm. teamwork, they kept putting the blame on me. I don't know. Anyways, there was a time where I did have a pharmacist on staff create a medication error. I did catch it while <coughs> I was on shift. I had to notify the doctor. I followed protocol. But thing <coughs> of it is, the patient wasn't harmed, which was the most important thing. And I had to document, you know, educating the pharmacist and doing any sort of corrective action. With that being said, because I was so on point and following protocol and stuff, the administration I had you know, was working with, they were not about protocol. They tried to basically use protocol against their fellow colleagues to basically reprimand them, basically slander, like, you know, them as like a professional. So that was used against me a lot, stating that pharmacy causes majority of the errors. Like you guys are the ones who are supposed to be looking at these medication orders when the root of it is more multifaceted. Doctors are the ones who write the orders. Nurses are the ones who are supposed to transcribe. And pharmacy, at the end of the day, we put in the orders, and it's our job to make sure there aren't any errors. But a whole hospital works under teamwork. 
Yeah, I, and a, a huge bulk of that is just the communication, right? Like exactly. If the communi- it's like playing telephone. Yeah, it, well, literally it is. You're playing telephone, and then at the end of the telephone call, you get a whole completely different conversation. Yeah, yeah. and then everyone starts blaming everybody mm-hmm. because at some point they thought they were doing the right thing. Well, but they're saving their asses for their jobs. Which everyone is, that's their first, everyone's livelihood. That's going to be their first thing, right? I get it. It is yeah. your livelihood. And I completely understand. My livelihood was on the line a yeah. thousand times. Yeah. Because so you had to take your own back so many times. I literally just had like to. Everyone else. And yeah. I had to put myself on the front line yeah. for my staff, which I have no issues with. But I do feel like I did, I did feel like I failed myself multiple times because I did allow that type of. Um, yeah. I don't want to say like abuse, but it was. Um, but it was your first job, right? It was my first or like legitimate leadership role yeah. job. Yeah. And, I mean, you learn with the punches, really. Like you said, it was yeah. a learning experience. It was. And I was totally. And at the time, like, yeah, I toughened up a lot. I create. I definitely created a tough shell. <coughs> and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually like thankful for that position because it led me down to like, you know, another position that I had to resign from (laughs) because of, yeah, I know. Um, But with that, even with that position, I created a tougher shell. And I feel like because of me being in those leadership roles, I actually learned a lot in a sense of who to look out for. Right. Do, Do you feel like your love for pharmacy grew or how how did it feel? Like how did you feel about your career and you the your field mm-hmm. after all of these um, struggles? I don't um I didn't really feel any type of way towards like my field per se. It okay. was it was it's mainly really- it was mainly more towards like myself and I value and I'm sure a lot of professionals could agree to this. You value your worth with your work. Yeah. So yeah. when when you're like feeling you're not doing well at work you start to look more inside yourself saying, well, what, what am I doing wrong? What's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Yeah. So, so it, you didn't really see it as a whole. You saw it as like, you know what? Like, yeah, I need to get I need, my shit together. Well, yeah, I need to get my shit together. But yeah. I, I kept trying to use those learning experiences in a more positive manner because yeah. I did learn a lot from them. But mm-hmm. when you're in a, an environment that doesn't allow you to grow as a professional, it really takes a toll on, a, takes a toll on you. Transitioning from that, um, what are what are you up to now? <laughs> what are you doing now? Or anything you're curious about diving into? So what I'm doing right now, so I I actually work two PRN positions. I work at an independent pharmacy, more like a retail setting, and I am a hospital pharmacist as well. So I float, or I, it's what you call a floater. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Yeah, you did retail. You did. You were at the hospital. I don't know. I mean, you know, hospital is more my uh, more my scene. Yeah. Why is that? It's just more, in my opinion, the teamwork. No, actually, the retail (laughs) pharmacy. I have more teamwork with them. Um, I don't have really have a favorite. I like them equally. Okay. I I learn. I have uh, different experiences with both positions. I feel like I have the best of both worlds right now. (coughs) Um, It's good to be well rounded. I think so because I learn a lot on the retail gig and. It definitely keeps me on my toes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's making me become, you know, more problem solving, finding more solutions. Actually, you know, me talking to irate people and I calm them down makes me feel like, okay, I made you feel more comfortable with your medication. It allows me to be more of like. I love that you just said that. I feel I've been like- looking for that <laughs> all fucking day. I know. But <laughs> that's awesome. I like how right now I'm learning to f- 
to follow. Yeah. So that was my issue before is I feel like I didn't really follow because I was a leader in a right. sense. Right. But for me to be a better leader, for me to be more um, influential to say mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a staff member or to even, you know, a little student that I will be a I precept for, I learn how to follow first before leading. Right. Yeah. And, and anytime you, that you do have a win, you know, with your team or with a patient, mm-hmm. you it's like you step back and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I can actually make you feel better or I can, my team wants me around and it's listens just, to me. It's at the end of the day, somebody just Those wants wins. to talk to you. Yeah. They just want to have a conversation, yeah. something about a medication they're not familiar with and they don't know and they're talking to you about it. So what's my purpose is just talking to them, making them feel better, giving them factual information and making sure that at the end of the day, even though they're putting something inside their body that may cause some sort of adjustment or some uncomfortability, at least I'm letting them know that. You know, as a consumer, yeah, me going to the pharmacy a couple of times when I was having, um, you know, ulcer issues sure. and still going to you all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When I was talking to other pharmacists, you know, Walgreens, if I went to Walmart, whatnot, um, I did, I do feel a sense of comfort for the ones that took out time. Yeah. Even when they were busy, they took their time out. Like, have you taken this before? Like, it's such a nurturing type of way. I, I loved it because it's medication that you're putting into your body, something that's foreign. You don't know how it's going to make you feel. Yeah. You know, it, it's just nice to know that someone has your back as soon as you get something like that. Because you'll go see a doctor, you go see it, but they don't follow you anywhere. So it's kind of nice to be um, checked up on each step of the way. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole purpose of being like a healthcare provider. Right. You know, we're... So but not everyone. Not no, every healthcare provider is like that. No, of course not. I mean, and I've worked with them and I know some healthcare yeah. providers who are just there to do their job, right. you know, get at... get through the shift and mm-hmm. like go home and that's yeah. their truth <laughs> nice yeah man <laughs> she, got, she got serious i got that. really upset for a second <laughs> but yeah so all right well do you have any any other questions i was gonna say do you have any advice uh we have a few students or you know new grads that are in that stage or like that um <coughs> phase where they can't find work mm-hmm. uh, they're unemployed well, yeah, unemployed. What would you say to them to uh, to give them advice to to? Because you went through that, right? Yeah, yo. What did you do? And what what do you think you could have done better too? Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> Great questions all around. So, as somebody who recently um, experienced unemployment, I was unemployed for about four months. So this past summer. I had to go through a lot of growing as a professional without being in the profession. So for all the, you know, like the students out there who are coming out of the pharmacy school, you know, they've already passed their boards. They're ready to go. They, um, I would basically say like what I did is that I started doing research. I started reaching out more um, to like, I mean, social media honestly is like the new thing for healthcare. Everybody who's a healthcare provider, you know, in our generation or even before our generation, they're starting to get on the map with social media. So I basically started, you know, doing more research, looking at, you know, who is, who has the same or if different ideals as me of what if in the profession. And I started looking more into, you know, trends hospital and retail right now are so saturated that a lot of people can't find jobs and that's fast money. Retail is fast money. But what's, what sucks right now is that for most students, they're not able to get a job in retail because they don't have experience. 
I say start looking more into the other branches of the field. Start looking more into like, like IT, health okay. informatics. It's kind of becoming on the rise now. Look more into other branches of like the pharmacy field, you know, of nuclear pharmacies, your gig, you know, you can do that. You can get into like sterile and non-sterile compounding um, and just many, many more. I can't name them right now. There's just a lot, but yeah. I just, pr- n- just know that there are a bunch of branches out yeah, there. There's Not a bunch to, of branches. Yeah. Because and you can't just tell yourself, Focus on one thing. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, this, I'm not, not trying to do like a plug for the <laughs> nonprofit, but volunteer. Go into <laughs> do it. Do like, it at his pharmacy. Well, um, honestly, that's what I did. That's yeah. kind of how I got myself back yeah, into Yeah, when I found out field. you were vo- volunteering, I'm like, no pay, right? You're like, yeah. I'm like, wow. A lot of big. people, and you know, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I need to make money. I need to do this. And yeah. it's like, look, I completely understand where you're mm-hmm. coming from. Mm-hmm. I I had to basically go through that type of mentality, be like, well, I'm not going to get paid, but I need to start going into the field again and meeting new people. Yeah. You need and, to brush up on your skills. Well, not it's, only, yeah, I got, I was kind of rusty, but <laughs> not only that, but I, you know, I, I met Carlos and then yep. Carlos, you know, he's pretty affluential with like other like professionals. So, you know, I started meeting them, started going to like events and things like that and learning a lot about how to, I want to say quote unquote market myself, but I basically had yeah, to market yeah. myself as a pharmacist. Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. And I think, just for school wise, I think schools should or pharmacy schools should be teaching these kids. Exactly, that, but uh, they don't. Mm-hmm. No, really, no, they don't. I mean, mm. and that's what sucks, especially for students, because you know when they're transitioning from being a student to a pharmacist, they some have no idea what to do mm. from all, from how to network, <coughs> from how to basically put themselves out there to developing a basic resume. Mm. And that's why I say like try to find a mentor. And you know, honestly, like. You know, try to find, like, volunteering. Aren't you a mentor? I am a mentor. Uh, tell me about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, so, I, yeah, I can be your mentor. But, like, um, yeah, email us. <laughs> yeah, let us know. At goingrogue20 at gmail.com. That's our email. <laughs> Why are we both so confused? <laughs> like, is that it? But yeah, I actually I am a mentor for um, like Big Brother, Big Sister, Mentor 2.0 mm. program. You've been doing that for a long time. I have uh, since 2017. Yeah. So nice. just a little thing about that is basically you um, you talk to your high school student that you're matched with through the program on their online platform, and you meet up with them, say like once a month in a at at the school that the a program is hosting and you talk to them talk to them about what they want to do um, in high school and beyond so basically we're just helping the students graduate just providing any sort of you know like guidance I don't want to say advice because I feel like the you know the students that I had that I've dealt with in the past are very ambitious you know they know what they want they just need somebody there to just kind of harness that energy for I love them that. and let them fly which free. mentor <laughs> which mentor should be doing I do believe that yeah because I, I mean I can tell I can tell a student I can tell a 16 year old anything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's up to them if they want to do right. it but at the end of the day you like know, you you said you were your own inspiration. Was my own inspiration. It just took some push and shove. Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. So if I can just be that resource for that student, mm. you know, I'm more than happy to provide any answers for them. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I learned so much today. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you did. Did you have any questions to follow up with? No, I think um, 
just I think mentoring for sure would help anybody in any any industry. Um, I think you learn about a lot more about yourself sometimes than you do than what mm-hmm. you're actually teaching the kids or whoever you're mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one quote that I showed you guys earlier from my <laughs> Which Angelou, I love. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like what I like try to live by because I know with cons- uh, con- consulting with patients or giving them advice. For myself, I know I'm probably not going to remember the stuff that a doctor tells me, or they might not remember the recommendation I gave them. But through that conversation, even if it starts negative, trying to figure out a way to turn it into a positive. So basically her quote is, uh, people will probably forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. So that in itself just (laughs) pretty much (laughs) changed my mindset on those bad situations when you have those irate customers like try to figure out how to i mean sometimes they they won't smile but try to (laughs) give them a a way to smile um at the pharmacy we just give gift bags even if we can't uh help the patients that we give our medications for free for because they don't qualify yeah but give them giving them a a lotion they're like super happy about that (laughs) Yeah. It's true. That, that's no, I get it. That's um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think it makes me feel better knowing that I made them feel good. Yeah. Like that's the high I'm chasing. I do believe, you know, after what we heard about, you know, being in school, you don't really know exactly what to do right afterwards. Maybe we should be practicing that even prior to working. Yeah. You know, yeah. being out in the field. Like I think so. Making your professors and your mentors making you feel that way and you doing that to somebody else, like mm-hmm. it could be a, a good chain reaction I do think so I I think you know what sucks um, about being in pharmacy school is that you're so focused on graduating and passing exams that you don't really focus on you know developing those connections later on that will help you later on in life to say get a job and things like that and I think this platform is perfect for that so for anyone that heard this episode and came up with their own questions and their own struggles and want advice I mean that's why we're here too Mm -hmm. so Email us literally anything. Well, them. Hit us for up them. On Facebook. Hit us yeah, up like on students. Like yeah. even anyone that's already a professional. Like it, oh. it's great to just pick brains and really understand. Our actual email. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I'm. I was like going off the cuff. I was kids. sweating. I was yeah. Sweating. Uh, our actual email is Rogue Podcast Twenty. So not going rogue. So it's just Rogue Podcast Twenty at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook. So y'all like us and follow. And you can even just slide through our DM with Toad, any questions. I slid through like. Nadia's DM and it worked. And, and look <laughs> where we are. Here we are. Going just slide rogue. on yeah. through, man. But thank you so much for tuning in and we hope we brought you guys some value. Hopefully you guys are open enough to ask questions like Monica Mm -hmm. said. So next episode is going to be on Carlitos. Oh, Oh, yes. (laughs) Sprung it on him. (laughs) And then, yeah, the third will be about me and then we'll move on with um, potential guests. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah. And again, if you guys feel like you, could be you can bring value and be a guest on our show we'd love to hear so go ahead and email us on that as well or if you know anyone let us know yeah for sure yeah adios thanks thanks for listening to the going rogue podcast (laughs) please subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms itunes google play spotify and more